Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Griffins and gargoyles, serpents and ghoulies. Riverdale was a veritable jungle of mythological creatures, species jockeying for power. What a way to start Requiem for a Welterweight. Welcome, guys, to Riverdale Roundup. You know, this episode was definitely one of those building episodes that we always love right before you have two or three episodes that rock your world. Yeah, you're right. This was like a setup ex- uh, episode where there was a lot of like exposition, a lot of plot development, and you know, it wouldn't be an episode of Riverdale without Archie being a fucking infuriating idiot. I just, I feel like this was, I mean, I know that I say this almost every episode, but I feel like this is the uh, the episode that, for the first time in, in, in at least a couple episodes, I'm just like, how dumb are you, Archie? How dumb are you? He's getting dumber by the day. It doesn't matter how many near-death experiences he has. It doesn't matter how many times he's killed or targeted by a grown man who's in a, who's a gangster. It does not matter. He comes back from being mauled by a bear and is as dumb as rocks as before. And you know what? I, I'm sorry to jump right into it, but I really love him and Josie together, except that Josie deserves so much better. He's so, so dumb. much better she, than she's him. She's so much better than him. He's so bad. But I like it better than him and Veronica's because Veronica's pissing me off too. So I like it better, but then I'm also like, Josie, run, girl, run. This boy is too dumb for you. It is it is absolutely insane why Josie would ever put up with dumb fuck Archie. <laughs> Honestly, I think that Sweet Pea is better for her. You know, at least he's like a mid-level gang dude rather than like this guy that's coming in and he's learning and then now so, you know, Archie so for the setup, Archie essentially thinks he is now number one boxer because he won some fights when he was in juvie and so he's training with Sheriff Keller and he just immediately it's like you know Archie you have to work towards things you have to build yourself up you can't just jump into a new thing and become the head of it 
And so he just decides to go past Sheriff Keller's advice when he said, you're not ready to get into a fight. And he just overhears Elio, which like, get the fuck out of here, Elio, which as we know is the mob son boss. He's a mob boss's son of a differing gang that has gone head to head with the lodges in the past. So now Elio shows up because apparently he is the king of all of the betting that goes on not only in Riverdale, but all around Riverdale. And he's just like, I'll pay for you $5,000 to lose a fight. And you know what? If you're going to take this fight, which is dumb, at least take the money for it because by the end, again, spoiler alert, but if you're listening to this, hopefully you've seen it, he ends up giving him back the money and loses anyway. At least take the money if you're going to be doing this. Well, Archie's thing, as soon as it happened, I was like, here's what's going to happen. As soon as Archie talked to Elio, I was like, here's what's going to happen. He's going to fucking get in over his head like the idiot he is. And then he's going to be like, oh, I made the wrong moral choice. I can't take the money. And then I was like, what he's going to do is he's going to not lose the fight like he's supposed to. He agreed to lose and he's going to not. I can't do it. And of course that's what happened. But he, Archie's brand is to make a stupid moral Uh, a decision to stay on a moral ground fucking everyone else's life up in the process not actually making the morally upstanding decision and then also fucking himself up logistically like not getting the money it doesn't it it doesn't make any sense and also sheriff keller who has been teaching boxing apparently for a very long time you listen to the man look at how sexy he is inside of that ring look at how sexy he is you listen to him. Yeah, well, and and incredibly, Sheriff Keller was like, you do this, Archie, you get yourself another coach. And I was like, that's right. That's good, Sheriff Keller. Show him that he can't just do whatever the fuck he wants all the time. But then Archie doesn't even change anything. He's like, uh, I'm going to still do it. And then Sheriff Keller's like, all right, I'll okay, be your coach. Okay, I'll be your coach. Bad move, Sheriff Keller. But it doesn't, see, it's like I, I was raised that children should have consequences and you should face the consequences if you do something wrong. He should have just gone on the gun there blind. At that point, you already, like, he already said he wouldn't be your coach anymore. Yes. And the fact that he just ended up helping him out, it's like Sheriff Keller, he is not going to learn anything if you help him out and stand in his corner. Yes. And then also, Josie, who was performing at the Le Bon Nuit, still showed up and supported him, which, like, girl, don't support him for making dumb decisions. Yes, exactly. Be like, wow, you shouldn't have done this, idiot. This was really dumb, and you could kill yourself, and I am so much better than you are, and I don't know why I'm dating you. That's how it should have ended, rather than her saying, like, want to go get milkshakes, which I'm happy that she's such a supportive partner, but this isn't the time, Josie. I just need a chance to show myself. How can I show myself if I'm not in the ring? Oh my God, I wanted to kill him the entire time. Archie is so, like, like, all, uh, oh my God, Veronica, they're all, they all lost their damn minds, except for Betty. And, and, you know, Jughead is okay, but Jughead's got a little bit too big for his britches. You know, Jughead's, he's, he's at the, at the realm of the, you know, he's in charge of the serpents. He's making all sorts of terrible decisions. He has no idea what he's doing. Veronica has no idea what her allegiances are, whether she stands no. with her father or not. And, you know, nobody knows what they're doing. 
Except Betty, who's just trying to save her mom. Trying desperately, although I gotta say, kudos to the pineapple bright pink blazer. I believe it was a satin blazer that Alice Cooper was wearing in the beginning of the episode when she was like pulling out her wedding dress. I loved that blazer. I was like, I want that. She's got a weird, um, she's been making weird fashion choices, obviously, to do with the farm. I did not love the wedding dress, I will say. How ugly was that wedding dress? Of course, I love the mesh, but the sleeves. I mean, I imagine, I guess I'm assuming it was in the 90s, I guess. I mean, I guess, but are you really going to like re-wear your wedding dress to the serial killer that you buried, you know? To get baptized. So that whole line this episode. So we open up and Alice Cooper's prick pulling out her wedding dress because she's going to get baptized by Edgar Evernever, who we still have not seen yet, at the farm. So things are heating up at the farm, and Betty is trying to stop it. So throughout the episode, somehow, which I find very interesting that, um, you know, she can't find out anything about the farm, but she's trying to stop her mother from getting baptized, but she can find 30 names and telephone numbers of people that got out of the cult. Just on the internet. Who spoke on the record, and then when she tries to talk to them, they're like, I can't talk. I'll never talk to you about it. Get out of my life. <laughs> yeah, that was... But you are right that she's the only one that's actually, like, being a, a, a like a real person in this episode. Yeah, and, and, and she, you know, actually has, like, some brains in her damn head. Like, I just am so tired of Veronica, honestly. Like, Veronica has no idea what her relationship with her father is and it's exhausting like every episode to not know whether veronica is going to be like daddy of course i'm not going to i'm not going to turn on my daddy to being like my daddy keeps trying to kill my ex-boyfriend or my current boyfriend depending on what episode it is and i am just <laughs> i'm so tired of it and like she just keeps having loyalty to her murderous father no matter how the entirety of the first season half of this season of the third season was her father trying to kill Archie and she's still like Gladys you want me to turn on my daddy how could I I'd never do it honestly though it's like but Molly you have to remember blood is thicker than water the loyalty will always remain because he is her daddy who also, weirdly enough, looks so much hotter with the cane. Am I right? <laughs> but daddy is definitely going to murder mommy at some point. Well, that is another thing I didn't like. I really did not like the like the fun Gladys making some funny jokes about your father kill, killing your mother. Like, like Tell him to <laughs> say an Ave Maria for your mother, which I thought was a lot of fun to say Gladys Jones. You know I love Gladys Jones. I think she is now usurped Alice Cooper as the hottest person on the show. Uh, Ooh, or at least yeah. the hottest woman on the show. But uh, but she was like, oh yeah, <laughs> here are some Riverdale-style corny jokes about your father murdering your mother in front of you. And I don't think that that's very funny. And now it kept happening. And then there was this really tense scene where Veronica basically tried to like, I mean, she didn't take the fall exactly because she did burn all those drugs, but she tried to protect her mother and it was really scary. And now her mind, like, I feel like it's one thing if Hiram is trying to kill Archie because like, who cares? <laughs> but like, yeah. if Hiram's trying to kill like uh, Hermione, then I do care. Of course I care. And the, But also I thought it was so interesting that like, so we'll go back and, and like kind of discuss. So essentially Veronica, as we remember, 
got rid of all the drugs. Hermione was like, you can't just get rid of all the drugs. So now she owes Gladys Jones a bunch of money. Now Gladys Jones is back in the scene, which also, how does Gladys Jones find the time to make breakfast and every meal for her entire family while running all these gangs and this drug system? It just goes to show that women are very good at multitasking. Working mom. Working mom, and she's working it hard and working it good. And now Gladys Jones, which I love that she is on the scene now, is essentially pinning Veronica against her daddy, even though she wants to be indignant about being against daddy, but of course she's going to do anything in her power for her mother not to be killed. So they are trying to figure out a way for Gladys Jones and Hiram Lodge to exist in Riverdale, both at the head of different sort of crime rings and not interfere with each other, which is, you know what? That's the logistical side uh, of criminal acts that I just don't really understand. I guess you have to have, like, a Miha in there to really get all the good information, right? But what, one of the things that I am embarrassed to admit that I never understand about Riverdale is, like... I mean, not never, but often that I don't understand about Riverdale. It's like, what is the actual power struggle over? Like Gladys is like, we got to we got to we got to have manpower. We got to take over this territory. We got they're always talking about taking over territory. And, and I know that it's like, I mean, it used to be clearer because it was like Hiram Lodge literally wanting to like buy out the trailer park where the serpents lived, Right. And now it's like. You know, like Hiram's not like, a, like he wants to like his it's like a turf war about who, you know, he has the prison and who's controlling the drugs and all that. But I guess the serpents like Gladys is like Jughead, you messed up. The serpents need more manpower so they can like have control over the city. But what do they they're not drug dealers. Their whole th- Jughead's whole thing was like no crimes allowed in this gang, which is cute. Which is but- no way. It's a gang. It's a gang, but he's like, no crime. I'm going to kick you out if you do a crime. So what do they do? Like, what do they need power for? Because I think, because Gladys Jones essentially is coming in and trying to force them to be gangbangers again. Mm-hmm. So I think, honestly, it's all about money. It's how much money they can make. And the only way that they know how to make money is through illicit activities. Because honestly, it's like, it doesn't seem like any of them really have jobs. So how else are they going to make money? Yeah, I mean, the economy in Riverdale is all owned. It seems like it's all in the hands of how many prisons Hiram Lodge is building. So I feel like that's exactly what they're doing, is that they're trying to stake out how to make their own money that won't be fucked with by the Lodges or by FP as sheriff and trying to make everything separate. So it's like, okay, let's not have a turf war. We both can make money in Riverdale. Let's not just murder each other over it. So actually, I feel like Gladys Jones is being very smart about everything, coming in and just trying to claim stake over what she can claim stake over. But damn, if FP wasn't right when, like, mama's moving fast. But so that, you're right. So it does make sense. Gladys Jones's motivations make sense. She's coming in. She wants to be the head of the serpents again. She wants her family to be at the head of the serpents. She wants to have power in the town. She wants to seize power from Hiram Lodge. But what do the ghoulies do as a gang? Like, why do they, like, what Ooh. do they do? They play, they play GG now. But, like, what was their purpose when they were with Penny? Like, what, what, you know, what did they exist? Like, what was their purpose? I guess that was just a turf thing, too. They were against the serpents. They were against the serpents. And then how about the pretty, the pretty... Kurtz? Pointy, the, the, what are they called? Cheryl and Tony's game? Oh, the Pretty Poisons? The Pretty Poisons. What, they're basically just like a girls club, right? Like, they don't need 
territory as much as they're just you mean they a just, sexy arrow shooting girls club a sexy arrow shooting girls club yes well, they now, but this problem is that now they are against the serpents as well. So what happened in the show is essentially Jughead went and begged Tony to come back to the serpents, which, of course, you can't just kick Tony out of the serpents. She's blood related to the serpents. You can't just get rid of her. So she's starting, well, she and Cheryl are starting the pretty poisons now, which are essentially just like really like cool, hip girls with dark lipstick, which, of course, please, let me into the pretty poisons, (laughs) shooting bows and arrows. And a lot of girls who left the serpents. Yes, and so Jughead was trying to poison TT against Cheryl by saying, like, you really think that she wants you to be the queen of the pretty poisons? She's just using you as a vanity project to try and rip them apart. So now I feel like this is all the setting up of the warring factions of Riverdale and you know all of this is going to come to a head because Cheryl just decides to take some of the poisons to go beat the shit out of Fangs and Sweet Pea? Yeah, for no reason. But also, aren't those boys, where it's like none of them had their bows and arrows with them. They haven't been trained, they're not trained street fighters, I'm assuming, but don't Sweet Pea and Fangs like have knives on them? I mean, they killed a guy like two weeks ago. Yeah, you don't just go beat these guys up. And so, and also on that point, Jughead tried to get Tony back, and Tony was like, "So I have a clarifying question for you." Jughead tries to get Tony back. He's like, "Come back to the serpents." Although interestingly, he didn't apologize. No, men. He should have been like, "I made a big mistake. I'm so sorry. I was too, I I was power hungry, and I and I kicked you out, and I shouldn't have." Instead, he was just like, "Come back. Come on. It's the smart thing to do for yourself." And she was like, "So dumb. That's not how you coerce anyone into anything." You know what, Jughead? You are not known for your linguistic skills. Just flop your hair around a little bit more. That's all I want to look at. And she's like, well, I'll come back if you make me queen. And he's like, you know I can't do that. And she's like, why? Because of Betty? So what the fuck is Betty, Queen of the Serpents? Oh, yeah, he made her Queen of the Serpents. Remember she did, like, the serpent dance and everything, and now she's Queen of the Serpents. But it doesn't make any sense because she doesn't do any of the gangbanging, so how could she be Queen of the Serpents just because she fucks Jughead? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Jughead can have his, like, like, his literal, like, wife queen or whatever in Betty, but then have, like, the power, like, the seat of power queen be Tony. Make it like the Queen of England. Make her a fucking figurehead. You know? Yeah. Although, actually, no, Betty would be the figure of figurehead, not Titi. Titi would be like the working queen of the serpents, which makes sense. Yes, right. Because Betty, again, too busy saving Alice Cooper from being drowned in a bathtub on her baptism. She can't dedicate time to gangbanging. Or her ascension. Dude, dude. Well, we have to finish talking about I have to finish... Thinking about T.T. wearing, oh my God, that mesh polka dotted shirt that she had on underneath her new pretty poisons leather jacket, which man, God damn it, I just got an amazing Cheryl Red serpent's jacket and now I need a pretty poisons jacket because you see the back of it is that like neon purple Skull and crossbones? Dude, I need one of those I also need to learn how to start um, using a bow and arrow. And mm. I don't know if that's legal in California just to bring around with you willy-nilly, but I think that like as a fashion accessory, I could pull it off. Yeah, find out first, and then before you get it as a fashion accessory, though, just to be okay. safe. 
I think it's a pretty expensive fashion accessory, but I think it would be worth my while. Oh my god, we need to talk. I know we got to go, but 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 we have to. There's been there was a big overlap introduced at the end of this episode, which is the fucking farm cult calls de- near death experiences ascension. They they bring it's, people to death and then they and then they almost kill them and that's the religious experience. They call it ascension, the same word that the Griffins and Gargoyles game was called when they played on Ascension Night. It's not good, guys. It's really not good. All of this is not good. It's um all I know is that this is going to come to a head in such a beautiful fashion at some point. Because all of this is intertwined with the Gargoyle King. And now that we know so, you had the ghoulies, and the ghoulies were with Penny Peabody. Gladys Jones comes in, murders Penny Peabody. They are they are leaderless, and now they have been usurped by, by the gargoyle uh, gang. Right. Which are just a bunch of drug-addled crazy people, which also, how about that gargoyle gang uh, hideaway with all the baby doll parts strung up from the ceiling? It's kind of like a heroin den, but instead of doing heroin, they're just playing Griffins they're and Gargoyles. Role playing games. <laughs> but they're, so they're, they're as strung out as if they have been doing heroin. Because Jughead, of course, goes to find this dude named Kurtz, and that's a new member of the Riverdale tribe, and I'm here for it. And he's sitting there in a weird mask, and he's all up and high on playing G&G. So because he's trying to usurp the gargoyles, or he was trying to usurp the ghoulies into the serpents, trying to gain more power. But now we see that the Gargoyle Gang has the most power, and now we see that the Gargoyle Gang is also a part of Edgar Evernever's farm. It's all tied into one, and is the Gargoyle King Edgar Evernever? That's a good question. It has to be. It has to all come together. I I need somebody to make a map of everything that has happened in the season because for a while it looked like the Gargoyle King was Hiram, right? But there's been a lot of Gargoyle Kings and and none of them have been the true... One, but and yeah. then there was Tall Boy, and then there was uh, there was Moose's dad, Mayor uh, Major Mason, and mm-hmm. so there's been all these different Gargoyle Kings, but none of them were the actual Gargoyle King, like the real mystical one, you know, like the Ruses. true detective one. And so Jughead even begs him to play. He's like, I'm a game master. Let me be your game master, which that was such a dumb way to try and get a whole gang on his side. Although I guess that that's the only way to really get through to them. You know, you got to use what, what you've been given. So he gives up on it. But how do you think that I'm posing a question to you? How do you think in the end we find out that Gladys Jones gets the gargoyle gang on the serpent side? How? How did she do it? How did she get them over there? What did she give them? Because obviously it doesn't matter that FP gives them, um, what is it called? Immunity, Immunity. via the sheriff. So that doesn't matter. How did she get them? I just kind of assumed she went over there being her sexy self and was like, listen, boys, you're going to come with me. Oh, my God. How hot was she that she had that, like, the ankle-length black snakeskin jacket on? Dude. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now that Alice Cooper's over there wearing her old wedding dress and Gladys Jones is walking around in that. I'm like, okay, sorry, Alice Cooper. I know you're the hot one around here, but I think Gladys has usurped you. You know what it is? She's got that like 
Gladys Jones, like Gina Gershon just straight up has a snake's mouth. Like I'm waiting for her to unhinge her jaw and just like, like just swallow FP whole. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what she's going to do. Oh yeah. And I'll watch it. Where's that? I want to watch them fuck. God, I want to watch them fuck so badly. Yeah. I want to watch them it, fuck too. I feel like there's going to have some sort of weird drunken night where they fuck, right? Gotta be. They're in that little tiny trailer together. Yeah. And I mean, I know that he's sleeping on the couch and sleep, she's sleeping in the bed, but he's going to have to get a good night's sleep at some point. Am I right? Yeah. Can't, can't be that comfortable on a couch or whatever he said. No. Did you sleep on it wrong? No right way to sleep on a couch. That what he, that's what he said. Man, that suit is tailor made for him. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so not with you on the sheriff suit I thing. Know, it's I such know, a huge turn off for me, but I, I I appreciate you, but I'm like, get that suit off, FP. Oh, but also, so it's like, so back to the farm stuff, Betty went to Kevin, which we didn't even bring up, to ask him for help about like contacting uh. the the uh what is it defectors from the farm and he's going Evelyn Evelyn yeah. Edgar ever but this is great like this is actually Riverdale finding its track again like yeah a cult is taking over the town that's totally something that would happen in Riverdale the whole griffins and gargoyles being this like life philosophy that's like as powerful as heroin I'm like losing the thread there a little bit you know like but in terms of like Kevin being like I don't know when I was this I was vulnerable and this thing had happened to me with Moose and Evelyn talked to me about it and now I think that the farm might actually be great Betty you should open your mind that shit is great Betty Betty's all of Betty Betty can't trust anyone because they're all getting sucked up by the farm they're all getting sucked up but you also have to remember that g and g as well as the farm is all based on using fizzle rocks so it is a drug-induced fear as well as a religion for them all across the board because the only way to see and talk to the gargoyle king is to do a bunch of fizzle rocks they use fizzle rocks at the farm i i i'm assuming they use it the, as the at the farm or in some capacity, because if the only way to contact the Gargoyle King is through the use of Fizzle Rocks, I'm assuming since now that we're talking about using the word Ascension and bringing all that from the farm, there must be some portion of like the quote-unquote candy of Riverdale being used at the farm, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Or do you think it's just the mind manipulation of Edgar Evernever, who no one's ever met? I yeah I I guess that's the question because everybody's talking about candy and and so that would certainly tie everything together. I hadn't necessarily thought about the drugs being connected to the farm, but all those people do look fucking high as hell. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's uh it's all uh it's all very scary for everybody in Riverdale because it's all going to come to a head. And um and so as we know at the end of this episode, Alice Cooper, Betty Cooper comes in and stops Polly from murdering her mother because she has to get as close to her ascension or close to death as possible for her to see her true purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And then Betty drags her out the bathtub, does CPR, and thank God saves Alice Cooper. And Alice Cooper is like, of course, no, Betty, I saw it. I saw everything. It was all so clear. She saw her purpose. Mm-hmm. She saw her purpose. She saw what she was there for. She has to get the last. She has to get rid of the last tie she has to reality, which is the house. Which I feel like. So she. I don't think she's. I don't think she's gonna sell. Sell the house. I have a feeling she's going to give it to the farm. 
uh-huh. as part of her contribution towards it. But then where is is like Betty just going to shack up? She can't shack up with Jughead because um, no room at the inn with everything going on over there. I'll bet that that's I'll bet she'll either shack up with Jughead and it'll lead to a whole calamity, a sexy calamity, or it she'll shack up with Archie, which will lead to a different sexy calamity. If he cheats on Josie, I will go through the television and wring his <laughs> neck. I'll go bear attack on him. And it ain't just going to be three little cuts in his chest either. <laughs> Josie is precious. We cannot lose her. But yes. I will say, hubba bubba in the like, I wanted more of a fuck scene between them. Yeah, that was hot. Admittedly, very, very hot. Very hot. Matchy, matchy. <laughs> And before, before I forgot to even mention the fact that before that Betty went to go save Alice Cooper, she met Martha, and Martha, who she just led into her secret bunker to talk about the farm, and um, she was the one that told them about the ascension and right. was talking about all these things. But I mean, I'm going to throw it out there: Martha's going to get murdered, right? Like, there's there's Definitely. no way that Martha's going to stick around, or we're never going to hear from her ever again. It's going to be one of the two. One of the two, but yeah, you don't leave the farm and then talk about it, except for the fact that 30 people did on the record to newspapers. With uh, their and, phone numbers. <laughs> and then nothing happened to them. But now that Betty's looking into it, you know, I'm sorry, Betty, but everything she touches turns to shit when she's doing an investigation. She gets a lot of people in a lot of trouble, and she's definitely going to get this bitch killed. Also, and then I just realized, because that's what my question was, was like, where is, like, where did Betty run to when she found out that her mom was about to be murdered? And it's that the farm took over the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Yeah, I had forgotten that, too. I was like, how does she know where the farm is? How does she know where to run? And Gideon was like, it's at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Oh, uh, Gideon for the win, baby. <laughs> I didn't even realize. So they must have been in the same, like, Gargoyle King room, I'm assuming. Yeah. Where, like, like the scary room where all the nuns committed suicide. Must have been. But, but was that... Was that connection always there? The connection between the farm and the Sisters of Quiet Mercy? I mean, I, I feel like that's... Well, that has to be a part of the fact that, like, Edgar Evernever is most likely the Gargoyle King. Uh-huh. Because I honestly forgot that there was a connection... Sorry, I'm, like, figuring this all out as we're talking. No, it's all... It's, um, a, it's really complicated. It's a it's a it's a flubber hub in this show right now. I mean, everything is going every which way. And also at the end of it, we have a very tense scene between the lodges where now Hermione uh, Hermione is off the hook, quote unquote, and Veronica also owes Hiram seventy five thousand dollars to replace the drugs. Which how why does she have to pay both? That I didn't understand that either. I was like, if she already owes, if it, if the if the money if it had already been sold to Gladys. So she owed Gladys the money. I don't understand why she owes Hiram anything. Or maybe anything. it's for all of the equipment and everything that was lost and not just including the drugs. Maybe. Who knows? All I know is that I'm really looking forward to this week's episode because I know that a lot of this is either going to get explained or not whatsoever, which is the most <laughs> exciting part. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. It always does. I wonder if like Archie will ever box again or if this is like that's finally over. Yeah, that Maybe might be Maybe he's going to like start becoming like getting into lacrosse or something like that. Well, you last know, episode, just... he the reason he's with Josie is because he wanted to get into music again. Wanted to play music again. And like the one, it's like he needed a boxing match. He needed a boxing match. 
And then Josie offered him a gig playing guitar for her singing. He's like, no, nah, got a match. No. Nah. It's too many extracurricular activities, Archie. You can't keep it all up. Too many activities. And meanwhile, he's so ashamed that he ran out the SATs. Boy, you got too many extracurricular activities. Choose one to two and then focus on recovering the year and a half of instruction that you lost when you were sent to juvenile detention. And that whole thing, too, is that, like, obviously, you know, not to bring... I got to bring up the elephant in the room here real fast of that Luke Perry was not in this episode, um, even though Archie really needed Fred in this situation. And what is going to happen? What are they going to do with the fact that R.I.P., Fred Andrews is no longer with us. They immediately halted production when when he passed the other day, which I'm very proud of them. But they are in the middle of finishing the season. Yeah, I, I, I can say, and I, I hope that this comes off as lovingly to Riverdale as possible. I'm terrified of how they're going to handle it because there's just no... Like, I'm not sure how Riverdale can deal with that real tragedy of Luke Perry dying and wrap it into the absolutely absurdly insultingly silly plotline world of Riverdale. Right? And that's the whole thing. It's like, is he going to die to protect somebody? Like, I could see that. Like, Fred Andrews doing that. I mean, yes. I think that, I mean... Uh, well, yeah, will they write him in dying? If if it just it just it scares me because I have no personal connection to Luke Perry. I can't be like, but and maybe Luke Perry would want a great, extremely dramatic plotline for Fred Andrews. It just seems it just you know it's like this real life tragedy coming up with this like world where nothing ridiculous, makes sense. <laughs> the most ridiculous <laughs> world possible, and it scares me for what they're gonna do. It just. It, it, it makes me real nervous. Honestly, doesn't it all? It just all really makes you realize that, like, Riverdale is so ridiculous that, like, doesn't life not make sense either? <laughs> you true. know, maybe it all kind of comes full right back around where it's like that. It doesn't make sense for someone to die as young as he was and it's as true. healthy seemingly on the outside as he was and, and such a good person. That doesn't make sense. So yeah. Lord knows, I feel like Riverdale's probably going to go for the gold on this one. Yeah. But then are they going to like bring back in Molly Ringwald to be his mom and stay there with him? Oh God, yeah. Where is Archie going to stay? Because he's going to have to have a parent. Yeah. His. Oh my God. I didn't even think of that. And now that Betty Cooper is losing her house and essentially both of her parents, where are these orphaned teens going to go? That is something because they've already created this world of like the kid world and the adult world, which is one of the things I love about Riverdale. But now that like, yeah, I mean, they've already written it in that a lot of the kids are getting alienated from their parents. And now the one good parent in all of Riverdale Except for Sheriff Keller, because Sheriff Keller's amazing. Except for Sheriff Keller. Fred Andrews was the only responsible parent, and even then, I'm still mad at Fred Andrews for being like, Archie, I can't go with you. Just go into Canada on your own. That was that was a little weird and dumb. But, you know, overall, Fred Andrews was a good dad. He and, was. yeah, I think that he technically had a pill problem that no one addressed for a little <laughs> bit, and they let that through line go. But he was overall a good man. He was. I, and he, I just wanted to say R.I.P. R.I.P. He did not know how to connect with his son uh, in the last few episodes. But I think that he would have figured it out. No, because he definitely found booze in his room and said nothing about and it. And he was just like, so, oh, I guess Archie's so mad. He just, he just 
took down all of his curtains and boxes all day. Oh, I guess I'll let him be. Son, talk to me when you feel like it. Maybe that's what happens when a 16-year-old gets attacked by a bear after having to (laughs) run uh, from his own life. And also, walking out of the SATs, which, thank Christ, Archie keeps bringing that up. Yeah. Because, oh, I am worried about his college status. Yeah, as traumatic as being, you know, tortured by a fucking prison warden. You know, walking out of the SATs. Yeah, you know, but what about college? And as Josie (laughs) even asked, too, it's like, are there any boxing scholarships? Like, Josie, put it to bed. This boy probably ain't going to college. He's the boy not needs time. smart enough. The boy needs to, yes, he's not smart enough. But also he needs to, he's been, been very traumatized. Give him a gap year. Just let, let honestly, put him in an inpatient trauma rehabilitation program. Archie has been buried alive. He's been attacked by he a He has been buried alive. <laughs> he's, he's been held at gunpoint several times. You know, the boy needs inpatient counseling. <laughs> He's been through, he watched his father get shot. He was hunted by a serial killer. You know, he's wrapped up in a cult game. There's a lot of things that he's going on. And, um, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to get, you know, the shit beat out of you, get a milkshake and fuck your new girlfriend. And isn't that (laughs) what makes everything better? What bear attack? Who cares about it? He's fine. He's over it. He's over it. He's boxing it out. Everything's okay. He's, he's boxing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us uh, this week. We just were talking about episode 13 of season three, Requiem for a Welterweight. I was a little disappointed that the the song from Requiem for a Dream was not played at all in the middle of this show. Um, but, you know, everybody's got highs and lows, ups and downs, and they can't hit every single... Uh, expectation of mine every single week and that's okay but they can come close Ooh, and they get close and i'm excited about this week's episode we love you guys so much thank you for tuning into riverdale roundup my name is jackie zabrowski my name is molly neffel and we will talk to you next week bye Bye. this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better, too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.